This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. I was just listening to Judd Zolgad. Oh, that idiot. Are you kidding me? Oh, that idiot. Jeez. What, <laughs> what is it with this guy? Wait a minute. Hey, guys. Oh, what's up? What's going on? Hey, gang. Nice here he is Happy now. Birthday, <laughs> what's that? I said, happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. Yes, it was a belated birthday, and I hope to have at least one or two more. But as yeah, I, I say this every year, uh, if you bet the over, you get to cash your ticket. I like it. I turned 73. So you turned 73? And so, you know, most people bet the under, but. You look a lot better than Al Pacino at 83, I'll tell you that. Yeah, to well, see that's because I don't have another kid coming. Yeah. Do you believe he's having a baby at 83 years old? How irresponsible are you? I don't get that. I don't either. It pisses me off. I know. I agree. Little baby's going to have no dad forever. I know. I know. It's like, what does he think? He's looking forward to seeing his kid graduate from nursery school. That's it. <laughs> what you got to <laughs> do, though, if you're yeah. the kid? Huh. Yeah, my dad never lived with us, but it was okay because he was Italian. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great just go after his ethnicity? <laughs> right? I love it. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Why not? That inheritance, though, that don't don't sleep on that, though. Like, no. if you're that nope. kid, I mean, I'm not saying dads aren't important, but that's a hell of, of an inheritance yeah. that you get pretty quickly there. I think it'll move the kid from ambivalence to a moderate amount of joy. Or a, a deep love. Uh, maybe even a deep love. Because uh, I checked just now, Al's worth $100 million. Wow. That's pretty good. You know, I, I knew this guy. I can't say his name. Uh, because, um, well, because I don't want to, yeah, I, I just want to impugn his memory, but oh, impugn. Yeah. Like and, uh, Sid Hartman. so, so, uh, <laughs> it wasn't Sid Hartman. <laughs> it was, it was a guy who was pretty rich Okay. and, uh, he, uh, he had gotten remarried when he was, I don't know, 75. So I'm walking down the street one Uh-oh. day in Dinky town, Uh-oh. walking down the street and I look up and there he is. And at this point, he's like, you know, about 77 years and old. He's in Dinky Town. This and, is interesting. And he's pushing a stroller. Okay. It's, and it's his kid. And uh, and I know this guy. And he's 77. It's, it's about 77. So I, baby in the stroller. Baby in the stroller. Okay. And uh, and I knew I knew the guy. I didn't know him well, but I knew him, and he knew me. And so um, he, he's he's sort of doddering down the street, pushing the stroller. And he, and he looks up at me, and he sees me, and he, he doesn't say, hi, Mike, or how are you doing? He says, Mike, don't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice of him. That's very, very kind. No question about it. So, Judd, I was over in your building yesterday for a while, went on Sushi's show, had a great time. Awesome. They're very, very complimentary. Really, four very, very nice guys. Really, really pleasant to deal mm-hmm. with. It was, uh, but I, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I already brought this up this morning once, but every time I walk in that building, I can still remember when I was 18 and walked in that building for the very first time. And now I look at all these years later and it's like, remember how I was terrified at 18 years old going, okay, they're going to turn a mic on and I have to think about something to talk about. <laughs> I got to think something up. At 18, absolutely. 18, my God. I was so 18 I, years old. I got a question. Yes, was sir. that was that building that size then? Because to me, it looks like it's been um, added um, on, added yeah. on to about yep. twelve times. But that's just my uh, guess. It was the original when I first worked there all those years ago. The the light brown part of the the building was not there, and okay. if it was there, it was not connected to the other building. 
So there might have been a building there. I don't remember, but it was not connected to the other building. I know that. But that building is such a class. I still am pissed off, though. They they covered up that floor in the lobby. That pisses me off to no end. Because there's nothing like an 18-year-old boy with his left foot on the left side and his right foot on the right side of the K to show if you were in Minneapolis or St. Paul. Huh? That's right. That's right. That's all. Yes, that that was a that was awesome. I love right. that. I forgot, I forgot about that. Uh-huh. I'm going to make him tear it up again. Uh, and <laughs> make I can't, that a condition exactly. of, of your agreement. You got to tear that up. Get that back for me. I learned something yesterday. I, don't, I didn't see her name tag, so I don't know her name. She's a young woman, looks to be about maybe 35 years old, African-American woman. Alice. Is it Alice? I know who you're talking about. Office? Yep. Yeah, Alice, right? Okay, let me tell you something about Alice. I don't know I'd want to fight her. I love Alice so much. Yeah. She, man, I tell you what, though, she could whip some ass, I can tell, just by looking at her. She's, she's, she was great. Yeah, she's one of my favorite people in yeah. that building. Alice is amazing, and she loves you. And, yeah, she is a... Uh, she didn't even know who I was. She knows who you are. Mm-hmm. Everybody a, knows, Tom. You oh, can't nice hide. Way. You mean like the parole board? Well, there's that. But. There's that part. She didn't act like she had any idea who the hell I was. Well, yeah, she's a... Uh, so maybe it wasn't her. No, it was no, Alice. It was her, yeah. Front desk? Front desk. Yeah, yeah that's, that's Alice, because yep. she works about, until about three. Yep. Yeah. I mean, she's a very broad-shouldered woman. Yeah. She's a big woman. Oh, very she's broad the shouldered. best. She's but so, she was like, honestly, I was like, I don't know where they are. They can, tell them to come up here and I know. She, she, you have yep. to have all your security stuff. She oh, yeah. finally oh, yeah. is like, she's fine, because I forget my ID all the time. She's like, Brittany, come on. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> she was big on that one. That's all I I love that woman. But it also makes me miss people like Charlie Bush and... Steve Hatley, Joe Hager, most of those guys are not with us anymore. Just those guys died very young too. Very sad. Yeah, it's sad. Hatley, motorcycle accident. He calls me one day, says, Tommy, I'm so happy I finally did it. I saved up enough money and I bought the motorcycle I've been dreaming about my whole life. And about seven days later, he was dead. Oh, That's great. Died in a motorcycle a- accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that happens. So, so at least we can say that he died doing what he loved. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, a great video of a guy who was like, you know what? Just retired from the post office. I'm going to get on my gold oh. wing, and I'm going to take it all the no! way across. I'm going to take it across the country. And they're like, well, when, when's the, you know, how long have you been riding a motorcycle? He's like, my first time on one. And they're oh. like, all right. Oh. The guy turns the motorcycle around, and he gets about 12 feet through the parking lot and he smashes it right into the side of a car oh. Oh, never God. never quite made it to the ocean <laughs> i have never had any i've ridden as a passenger on a actually i drove a motorcycle one time it was like a honda 60 sure yeah 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 so those were not very fast i don't think if i remember no, no but they're fun yeah. i literally had no interest in driving a motorcycle i had a lo- we always had little dirt bikes around and would jump on those and dirt stuff. bikes i will do but super yeah. fun and if you feel ours were so little you could uh-huh. jump off at any point if you got nervous uh, but i don't trust people on the street enough to ride a motorcycle <gasps> i also everybody else it's the problem i also hate I being agree. cold and i feel like I don't want to be exposed. Like we have a convert. I have a you convertible. You have the coldest heart of anyone I know. What yeah, that's why I, I don't want to be cold on the outside. <laughs> it's cold. So it's because you don't want to be cold. Not because you don't want to die. Not because Correct. you're afraid. You Correct. just don't want to be chilled. Correct, Jeff. I actually don't think about death in me all that often. Like it doesn't kind of go hand in hand. But well, it's good to know. Yeah. Um, good for you. I'm glad. It's somewhat troublesome you if you do. <laughs> yeah. So when things are going oh, well, on, I don't think about death that often. Right. That's good. Don't yeah. think about death ever. It's a good plan. Mike, hmm? Mike, you know, 
as well as I, I do, and I'm guessing, Tom, too, we all think about death. Well, of course. You can. We do? Well, what we think about is our mortality, putting mm-hmm. it in that terms. We I don't haven't necessarily, started that yet. You know, we don't necessarily think of ourselves, you know, in a, in a, like in, in, the, in the memory care unit. No, I don't want to be in the memory care unit. But, uh, but you I know. I want a piece of bread. <laughs> But we think no, of, shut up. We think <laughs> Sorry, of, I was doing reenactment. Of the <laughs> well, that was, you know, my dad. You. My dad was in, basically, he was in memory care. Oh, so no. it was over. That's too bad. It was over. Yep. And yep. he wasn't talking. He, he, he just, he, he, he wouldn't talk to anyone at that point. Even if he could have, he wouldn't have. Yep. And yep. so uh, one night, uh, one night the, uh, the nurse brings him his dinner. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a memory care dinner. You know, which is like you know meatloaf or something. Oh, they call sure. It. I think I think you can call anything meatloaf. Yes, right? yes. There's no designated definition. True. So it's like meatloaf and and mashed potatoes and and a lot of gravy. And my dad, who hasn't spoken in in I don't know a week at least, maybe a oh. couple. He he looks at it and he says his final words, which are, "I don't eat that shit." Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> I told you my mother's final words to me. And yeah. I, oh my well, what was God. it again? I've t- I think I told this a couple of weeks ago on the show, but, you know, listeners come and go, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I find out that I have to leave town. I have to leave town for like two weeks. My mother's in, you know, that, what's the, what, what's it when it's you're hospice? teetering? Yeah, hospice, I guess. Yeah, maybe yeah, when you're teetering on the brink. Yeah, yeah. that's the hospice. That's so sure. that would be hospice, yeah. So I go to see my mother and she's lying in bed and I'm holding her hand. And <laughs> this is such a toots thing to do. So her whole life, she's a big-time Roman Catholic, like I said, had a big picture of the Pope and Jesus and Dean Martin up on the wall. That's so cool. Because Dean was a nice Italian boy, so she had to put his picture up on the wall. (laughs) But there was one other one, too. Who the hell was the other one? It was Jesus. It was the Pope. Probably Kennedy. No, it was. Yeah, absolutely. It was JFK. Oh. Because he was a Catholic president, yeah. baby. Whoever thought there'd be a Catholic president, or for that matter, a Catholic on the Supreme Court, or for that matter... All the people on the Supreme Court. You people own this country. <laughs> Catholics? <laughs> Absolutely. Us people. Well, that's true. Biden's Catholic. I forgot yeah, about mm-hmm, that. Biden's yeah. Roman Catholic. I forgot about that. Yeah. Doesn't seem very Catholic-y to me, i got to be honest with you. Well, I think Catholics are a little more, they're a little more subtle these days. They're a little, a little chilled more. Chilled out. Yeah, why, I mean, why does everybody hate Catholics now in America? What happened? Oh, I don't think they do. Oh, think, God, it's all you ever hear is negative stuff about Catholics on the news. I, I think it's one thing. Abortion. Oh, that's true. That would make sense. Catholics are like I, I'm Catholic and I'm not, but you know you've got such a large group now of Catholics that are pro-life and pro trying to weigh in on uh, rights. Let's say that. How about this? I'll take care of my family. You take care of yours. How about that? Yep, Sounds that's a good great. one, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Nice. I'd like to hang on to all the people in my family. I'd love it. There's no question about it. Anyway, what the hell is that? Oh, so, so your mom. I go to visit my mom in hospice, and she's laying in bed, and I'm holding her hand, and and um, I start talking about this, that, and the other thing. I said, Mom, I have to leave town for a couple of weeks. She goes, well, so this will be the last time I ever see you. I said, what are you talking about? She goes, I'm not going to live much longer. I said, well, don't say that. She goes, no, I just I know it. If you're leaving for two weeks, I'll never see you again. So I'm going, okay, this is great. So I said, Mom, okay, let me put it this way. Let's say I never see you again, that you die while I'm gone for that two-week period. 
But the great thing for you is that you've always admired the Virgin Mary. See, she went beyond Jesus. Mm. The the holiest of them had to be a woman. Oh, of course. <laughs> couldn't be well, a that's, guy. And that's, that's a healthy perspective. She, really liked, she was such a big fan of Jesus. She even liked the band. She liked the whole band. Yeah, she liked, she liked the, the whole, whole deal. Crew. But she was even bigger on the Virgin Mary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's huge on the Virgin yeah. Mary. So I, I said, Mom, just think about this. If, when you die, you'll go to heaven and... You can meet Jesus, and you can meet the Virgin Mary. I mean, just imagine it, Mom. You will stand there face-to-face meeting the Virgin Mary. And there's a long pause. She goes, yeah, well, don't give me that. (laughs) You know why. You've been telling me your whole life (laughs) this is what you believe, and you never believed it. Yeah, you know, no, not even that. (laughs) God. I honestly think you're reflecting on this wrong. I think she knew that you... That is such crap in your mind that when you're saying Oh, you it, think she just... She, she just oh, was saying, you know okay. what, yeah, Maybe. you, not Impossible. from you. Like, I, I you Maybe. know what? It's like you're walking around. It'd be like if you were like, you know what, Brittany? I'm so excited for you to go watch The Real Housewives in person. I'd go, I don't want to hear this from you. Okay. <laughs> So I think that's what it was like. It was like, it come on, was. Tom. You probably have a good point. Don't, it probably was. Don't do this. Yeah, don't give me that. Yeah, you know, whatever. Mark. So yeah, it's possible. Either that, or it's uh, you're just your basic deathbed epiphany. Mm. That's what it is. Okay, now I want to say, I want to do an impression of my mother answering the telephone. Okay. So okay, which one of you is calling me, and I'll pretend I'm your, my mother answering the phone. Oh, that'd be Brittany. All right. And this is a hundred percent accurate too, and I'm not exaggerating. Go ahead. Mm, hello. Hi, is your uh, wife there? Every t- yeah, because she had a very deep voice. As you, she did. She had a very deep voice. Can I speak to the woman of the house? Yeah, can I speak to the woman? Mm. But she honestly got. She'd go. Mm, hello. I love that. Like, what the hell are you I doing that love for? that. That's I, I, the only reason I said that wife. That wife because you always told me that everyone always thought it was oh, the every, man of the house. Every time yeah. somebody called who didn't know her, they go, uh, Mr. Bernard." No, this is Mrs. Bernard. No, you're talking to the lady of the <laughs> you're house. You're talking to the lady of the house. Act accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Ah, toots. She's probably in heaven listening right now. Can I? Was your was your mom a smoker or did she? Oh, just, is that it? Okay. Oh God. Okay. And I'm not trying That's a whole to. Different topic. It sounds like. Oh my God! It's yeah. like. So, Tom, do you think two at once is enough? <laughs> so, Jesus, mom, for so, Christ's so sake! So, what are we talking about? Are we talking about like pelmels or camels? She started with Paul Malls. Very good call. Yeah. Paul Mall straights, too, by the well, way. Of course. No, it's yeah. none of that filter shit. Yeah, We're none not of doing that, that crap. But she ended up with Winston's. Winston's. Because I think she, and you know why? And I'm not kidding you. I have no idea. Because they were plugged by Fred Flintstone. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> she loved that. She loved those Fred Flintstone because he and Barney would, Barney, I'm having another Winston. And oh, yeah. yeah. You know, God, I miss those days. I, I miss the 60s. That, that type of stuff. Fred yeah. Flintstone. Hey, Fred it's Fred for cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> for cigarettes. Yeah, you know, and you just couldn't do that today. I no, mean, they won't let you, you get away why, with that. You know why? It's the woke culture. <laughs> they've yeah, taken right. Away, they've taken away cartoon characters chain smoking you can do nope. all the heroin you want but no smoking that's all enjoying I'm a scotch and a and a cigarette at the flintstones house mm-hmm. hey wilma get me one of those get, get me a scotch i suppose we better hop off to an ad here should we not mm-hmm. yeah. that would make sense we'll be back in just a couple minutes more with judd zolgad remotely mike gelfand in studio we'll be right back this is the tom bernard morning show
This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation. Consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new Forest River RV Rockwood Rue, 19 expandable trailer, of course, that he hauls from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko Newmarket, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, full bath, exterior griddle, double door refrigerator, queen beds, and sleeps six every night in the RV Rockwood from the place that is your family-owned guide to RV trailers and truck accessories since 1965. This is Tom. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. All right. It's warming up to the point where we're putting on our old summer clothes. Judd, how are things fitting? How are the transition to hot clothes feeling for you? Uh, it's a- absolutely great. And that's because a couple of of years ago, I dropped 40 pounds thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And Brittany, the good news is that uh, if folks out there are trying to drop weight too, how about dropping 15 or more pounds by the 4th of July? Right now, a special one-week offer is on. It's it's their premier all-access offer, 50% off, plus a free gift. But the offer ends Friday. Again, all-access offer, 50% off, plus a free gift. Just call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or go to Livia, L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com so that if those clothes don't fit now, they sure will in a few weeks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. 
You know, I think we might have gotten into the wrong business. We got into to, to radio at first, now podcasting, all the rest of it. I was thinking about starting a, a, a health insurance company back, uh, you know, 30, uh, well, actually it was 52 years ago when I first got into radio. I was only 18 years old. I was starting, uh, thinking about starting an insurance company. And I, I guess I should have because did you see the, uh, the revenue uh, amount released for United Health? Uh, it's got to be staggering. Um, I'll tell you how much in revenue. United Health again tops the list of Minnesota public companies with the revenue $324 billion. Dang. <laughs> Jesus. Why don't you call? We should do a United Health podcast. We'll charge them a million bucks a piece, right? Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. I mean, it's only going to cost them $4 million a year out of $324 billion. Who cares? I cannot stress enough that I will literally talk about whatever anyone wants. If they pay enough, I'll say whatever anyone wants. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I cut Judd out of that. It's five people. We each get a billion. Well, thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'd be willing to split I'll take it five it. ways. Yeah, five ways on a billion. Mm-hmm. That works for me. Well, you get $200 million. Who owns United Health? Uh, it's a publicly held company. Well, who's the CEO? I don't. They, they, he just retired. I think he did. Yeah, because I think he he might be one of the richest guys in Minnesota. Right? He uh, retired. I believe his uh, his severance package was uh, two hundred fifty million dollars. God, can he get by on that? I don't. How's he? A quarter of a billion? You're going to get by on that? What the hell? You know, there's the fl- private jet. There's the two homes. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a bitch. Might be tough. Yeah, the two wives. You know what's so amazing? United Health Group is three. Two or three. Is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, United Health is number one at $458.4 billion in market capitalization. 458, so $459 billion, let's say. Number two is Target at $72 billion. So uh, they're $380 billion above number two. Someday, some country, some really enlightened country is going to come along and say, you know what, we can just... Give everybody health care, and you know we'll just we'll have we'll just it'll be a taxation thing. So we'll tax everybody, and then everybody will get health care, and we won't have to advertise it. So we get rid of all the marketing costs. We can negotiate right. with the with the pharmacies. It'll be mm-hmm. great for everyone. Don't you think that could happen someday? Uh, it would be nice if they want to chop up that four hundred and fifty nine billion dollars to help people pay their medical bills. That would be great. Don't yeah. you think? Uh, I guess I guess it can't happen, but. Not here. I just don't understand what the hell we're doing. I really don't get it. There's no doubt about it. So is Target still taking a punch for that other stuff they did? Whatever that. Somebody told me they're down like ten billion dollars in revenue or something. That, that can't be. Well, possible, that's it? That, that, no, it's not. It, uh, the, I read headlines and they all said Target has lost ten billion dollars. Right. And right. I'm thinking, wow, that's that's a lot. Uh, but as it turned out, it, all it was was a drop in the cost of the stock. So the stock price went down. Yeah, by so $10 the, billion. So the, the market cap went down by, by $10 billion or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those things come and go. So it, it's, it's a temporary thing. And if, if it did have anything at all to do with, with how many boycotts are out there now? Uh, every, all of them that there possibly can be. I, I mean, Bud this, Light, right? Bud Light yeah. is in big trouble. I know that. That was a big one. Remember the days when you could just buy a product because you liked the product? I do remember that, and I still do that. By oh, the way, I still do too. I mean, I, I do. I, I, that's a rat's ass. Anybody? That's crazy. Stuff. The top five money-making companies in the uh, state of Minnesota, three of them are medical. Yeah, <laughs> dang. And, and you'll see that in almost every state now. Oh yeah, absolutely. The three, uh, the two that aren't are Target and 3M. Mm. 
No, Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing. Make it 4M and be medical. Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be good. Be 4M instead of 3M. But yeah, 3 uh, So will we ever get to a point where everybody can afford health insurance? Well, Ever not under the current system. No. There's, I just don't see how it could possibly happen. There's too many lobbyists out there making sure it never happens. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. This whole hedge fund lobbyist thing is getting really old to me. i got to be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you what to do. Why? So you can make all the money. And, they, and the great thing about the hedge funds is, you know, we've talked about them before, but the great thing is, you know, they, there's this special tax thing for them. Yeah, there is. Absolutely, it's there crazy. is. It's crazy. I know. You get special non-taxes. We got to pay our taxes, mm-hmm. but the hedge funds don't. No, you're absolutely, I, I, I I'm right there shoulder to shoulder with you because I can't stand it anymore. I can't even talk about that crap anymore. I think everybody except me should have to pay taxes. I agree. Not you, but no. every, all the rest of us should have to, to cough up. I, I can be honest with you, Mike. Your boy over here pays a lot of taxes. Yeah. I, lots and lots of taxes. Well, that's because that's you don't own a hedge fund. Yeah, I should, I should have started a hedge fund. You should fund start pay, a hedge fund. It's never no too taxes. late. Yeah, why not? What would it be? The hedge fund based on what? See, well, the, the problem you have is, you know, you're not rich enough to not pay taxes. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. If, I, if I could just get wealthy, wealthy, yeah. then I wouldn't well, have yeah. to pay taxes anymore. There's no question about it. I, I just, um, but that's, do you think part of that is because, and again, this is not a, it's not a party thing. It's a, it's a job title. Mm-hmm. These politicians we have in America are the filthiest human beings I have ever seen. God, they're filthy now. All of them. Well, usually, like when you see the approval ratings of Congress, it's like 12% or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's not very odd. Used car salesmen are actually held in more esteem. Than, disc jockeys than members of Congress. Yeah, no, you're, well, well they're not disc jockeys. Not disc jockeys. They didn't make it. No. No, I, I tell you, honestly, Scott, I watch these people because I don't watch a lot of a lot of that news anymore. They get too extreme for me. Yeah. But I tune in once in a while and I go, "That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's a lie." <laughs> All they do is lie. They just sit on the news every night and lie. And the politicians go, "Yes, you're absolutely right." I just love this whole all-star wrestling thing going on right now. We're on the brink of passing some important stuff, but, uh, you know, there's just a heartbeat away. You know they're going to pass. They're not going to let the economy collapse. Why would they do that? Well, some people would have, but, you know, but there, is, there was a sanity there amidst all Why the Why would you let the economy collapse? For what reason would you let that when, happen? When did the divide get so great, too? Hmm. Like when when did it go from being a parties that had beliefs, but there was you know some bipartisan acceptance of things it felt like, to being this just you know vengeful? If you screw it's us, horrible. we'll screw you right back. I think I'm not sure, but I think I saw it was 1777, not six. <laughs> so it lasted one year. Well, the no, old you know filthy. the old Citizens United thing obviously didn't help when they just opened the floodgates of money. What Citizens United? No, well, that was, I, I that do was remember when the that Supreme title. Court said that that uh, money is speech and uh, oh, money. That's right. Corporations are people. That's, that's right. I, I've never seen a corporation that could speak to me. So <laughs> no. you know, Mike. Uh, no, you're right. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's uh, Call me back. This is you know. This is United Health calling, and uh, I just wanted to chat. You know, thought we could get together, and have coffee. It's not How are you happen. doing? Yeah, exactly. But I will say Let's this. Let's go and get a bite to eat. Yeah. The, the, the guys who really earn their money, the, the multi, multi, multi millionaires, we're going to be watching them tonight on TV 
What's on TV tonight? It's uh, the NBA Finals. Oh, that's right. It's the Finals now. Yeah. Who's in it? I don't even pay attention anymore. The Heat and the Nuggets. Yes, I couldn't care less. Den- Denver's You're, Yeah, a, you you still won't watch, though. No. Denver's, God, it's uh, not that attractive. It's no. supposed to be a, basically a, yeah, just a... It's a slam dunk. Denver's favored by, I think, it's like nine and a half points tonight. I don't know if I've ever seen that in a first game of an NBA Finals. Why did they name their team the Denver Nuggets? Nuggets based on what? Gold. There was gold found in Denver. I never knew that. Colorado's a lot of gold in Denver. A lot of uh, guys out there uh, uh, doing the, what do you call it, the, not panhandling, when they sift for gold. Yeah, a lot of the rivers and they stuff. They really still yeah. do that? No, nah, I mean, not anymore. That, Rudy. That's impressive. Yeah, back in the I day. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. It came from either. back in the day. Yeah, they did a lot of the uh, the rivers of the uh, Rocky Mountains. Yeah. They were going to call themselves the Jazz, but Utah has Utah, that. Utah already mm-hmm. stole you know, that. Yeah. Jazz, yeah. baby. I still will and, and never then, forget and that. And then they thought, well, we'll call ourselves the Lakers, but of course, the driest state in the country has yeah. that. It has the Lakers, <laughs> yeah. exactly. What's the name of that lake there right in L.A. again? Uh, Let's the see. La Brea Tar, Tar Pits? Pits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there is such a thing as the Los Angeles River. Yeah, River. yeah there is. Yeah. You right. can just see it trickling into the gutters. Yeah. Well, yes, they, they exactly. Used to, you know they used to float gondolas on that river? An Italian guy came really? and built it out. He put up all that brickwork and all the rest of it, and he ran gondolas up and down that canal. <laughs> That's pretty damn impressive, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, it is. I don't know. Like I said, it's just this whole thing. $435 billion. Excuse me, $458 billion. That's a lot of money. Well, you, think? you know, next time, I'm, uh, next time I'm lying flat on a gurney and they're uh, injecting some horrible tube into my body, sure. I'll just smile and think, I'm helping the economy. You're helping the economy out. Oh, man. a lot, too, because the cost of that tube is, is about what? Five thousand dollars just to start the the IV. Oh yeah, well they'll charge you like twenty dollars to give you some Tylenol, which is a placebo. Yep. That's yeah. why you have to bring yeah. your own Tylenol and your own tubing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bring your own tubing. Thanks, Brittany. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a great idea. Swing by Menards yeah. on my yeah. way to the yeah. hospital. You guys got any three eighths yeah. tubing? No, no, no. Don't <laughs> use that. I got like, this. You can't even have them so open it up. Pocket. Don't even open it up. Nope, I got my own. <laughs> Already started the IV. Well, I like it when they, you know, I, I've been in the hospital a couple times, kidney stone things, that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. And, of course, they always say, well, you can't bring your own medication there. What are you talking about? I've got this, this, this you know, this container. It's got my name on it. And if I don't take these, these pills, I, I get very depressed. Nope, nope. Uh, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to get yep. our pharmacy to supply oh, them. Oh God! So you know, of yep. course, I'm getting them for like three cents a hit, right? Sure. But it's like you know, ten dollars a hit from the pharmacy. In the hospital, yes, exactly. And never say, by the way, if you're in the hospital or something, and and they say, "Oh, well, how are you feeling?" Never say, you know, I'd, I'd really like a hit of morphine. Probably not. No. Probably not a good thing to say. It's it's all true. I don't know this. This whole the more I look at those numbers, I just go, really? This is this is what medicine's all about, is it? Well, yeah. I mean, this is exactly what it's about. It'd be nice if they kept people healthy. Well, I mean, I'll tell you this much: uh, when I had to, when I had to be in the hospital, uh, the the nurses are fantastic. Oh, they're amazing. Well, the nurses are great. Yeah, yeah you're right. They're so committed. You're and, right. You know, and they, they make decent money, but they earn every penny of it. Yep. 19 years old, Idle Hospital, which is not even there anymore. I remember Idle Hospital. Oh. Loring Park, right? Loring Park, baby. You lived, uh, you just lived right across the street. Now, I was 19 years old. Dr. 
O. Louis Zarent was our doctor forever when I was a kid. Yeah. And he was in that little medical building right sure. across the street. I was basically, I was born, you know, at a, at a hospital, which is long gone, which was in Loring Park. It was called Maternity Hospital. Maternity Hospital. Yeah. Right. Yep, there you go. But I'm 19. I had started lifting weights at a much younger age, so I needed my first hernia surgery. <laughs> oh, my God. Of two. Nineteen? Oh. Oh, yeah, nineteen. I had a hernia surgery. Well, what's the problem? They just they just make an incision, reach in, pull everything out, put it back in. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. sew you up. So this was a, would have been nineteen seven, nineteen sixty nine. I guess it would be mm-hmm. nineteen sixty nine. I go in to have hernia surgery, and I'm reading a book called Black Power. Remember all those books came out. Yeah, the last poets came out with their albums, and the and the Black Power books came out, and this. So I was trying to learn a few things because, I guess, about half the people I knew in North Minneapolis were black, and I'm trying to figure out what this is all about. And I'm reading it on the gurney as she's pushing me into the operating room, and she goes, "What are you reading?" And I said, um, "The book's called Black Power." She goes, "Why are you reading that book?" I said, "I just thought I'd try to learn a little more about." different culture, that kind of thing. And she goes, huh, really? Because I'll tell you one thing, son. Being a black woman in America today, the more you read Black Power, the more they're going to whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget her. She was just wonderful. Then she got this big smile on her face like, hey, eh? he liked that, didn't he? <laughs> she was terrific. Ah, oh, what the hell. So whose ass are we whipping out there in sports now, Judd? Anybody? Is anybody good? Uh, well, the Twins won last night. They did. No Correa, no Buxton. Right. No, yep, no Royce last night. And guess what? They scored, what, eight, eight runs? They actually had, I believe it was two hits with the bases loaded. They now have seven hits what? this season. They're like <laughs> seven for 49. I know. It was incredible. <laughs> It was absolutely incredible. So, yes, your Twins won last night. You should be very happy about that. That is wonderful. That's almost 13%, you know. And now they're taking on their biggest rival today. Themselves? No. They're playing themselves? They're they're playing. The Guardians are in town. Cleveland, baby. The fierce Cleveland Guardians. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, the Guardians. Why is it offensive to honor a tribe of people in America? I still have never understood why that's offensive. Because they're making money off it? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't get it. I, I, I always took it that they were honoring Indians. Well, like we talked about well, in the first segment of the show today, when you have no problems in a society, you create problems yeah, by right. saying, that's hey, true. this is, yeah. this is uh, you know, racist against this group of people. And the group of people that should care, don't. There's... I, yeah. I, I, going to northern Minnesota, I hang out with a lot of Indian people, and yep. there's and none of them have ever been like, Don't you know care. what they need to do? They Don't need care. to change that logo. They could right. care less. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't agree. It's a white uh, people thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, it's, all of this stuff is white people yeah, stuff. As now. Jamie Kennedy pointed out yesterday, he was great. women in their 40s who are white who drink white claw. Brittany, it is your fault that all of this is happening. <laughs> you literally described nothing about me just it's now. Brittany's Except fault. Except the 100%. vagina. There was nothing that would describe like, me at all. Stop bringing that up in front of me. I've known you since you were 19 years old. I mean, you know that I've always had a vagina. No, that's not what I heard. I rarely use it, but it's there. I rarely use it. I'm sorry, guys. Jesus, thanks for that. You're welcome. You and I should leave early today, don't you, Dan? Hey, Tom, I got... I got to run. Oh, you do. I got to go. I'm sorry. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Bye, Judd. No worries. Judd's old guy, ladies and gentlemen. Score North is all I know.
See what happened? We scared him off. I know. You he still smiling vagina, at me. And he was out. out and left immediately. I have that effect on men, I've noticed. <laughs> I can hear him in the background now. He's saying, look, I can't be on anymore. All I can think about is Britney's vagina. <laughs> yeah. I can't do the show today. It's created life, people. Creative life. It's created a human. And it is That's ironic. True. It is ironic that that destroys my image of her, you know, which is as a mother. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hate when those go side, uh, coincide. I'm sorry. Yeah. I should have had one another way. A C-section would have been far better for you. <laughs> a C-section. And I wouldn't even had to use that thing down there. I would have like thrown in a 20 just to fund it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Doesn't sound like a bad idea. Yeah, except C-sections, man. Women that have C-sections, that's a rough go. Tough road to hoe. Yeah, some of them can't even hold their own kiddo because it's weight oh. limit of holding it because oh, that's your core just yeah. ripped open. Yeah. Oh, that's women why have... my mother chain smoke when she was pregnant. Yeah. So if she had to have a C-section, she could still carry me. There you go. Yeah. you know, what, what? He weighs five pounds? Oh, I needed to smoke more. Yeah, there you go. That was so Cut funny. Cut her down to about three and a half. Yeah. Between cigarettes and then undiagnosed gestational diabetes, they were having the smallest and biggest babies ever. Oh, really? Yeah, because gestational. My mom was 10 pounds. All of my, uh, her brothers and sisters were in the 10 pound. And we go back and go, of course, she had diabetes and it was undiagnosed. Yeah, so mom, you had, we didn't. Why was I so big? What's that? Why was I so big? Because my mother didn't have, have diabetes. diabetes. I don't know. I, I'd go with the recessive gene theory. Recessive gene? That I'm really a monkey? Yeah, because you're, well, <laughs> Is that right. what you're saying? You, well, your dad, uh, your dad was how tall? My father was five foot eight. Yeah, May, know. five foot seven. And your mom? My mother was about five two. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you get the height. And my tallest sibling, well, my brothers are about five, seven, five, eight. It's incredible. And I was six foot one at my height. I'm about six feet now, but I was six foot one. Mm-hmm. Well, my name is Thomas because they thought I was twins. I was. <laughs> that's true. I'm not kidding you. They, the, my name is Thomas because Thomas does mean twin. Because they they picked. Mm-hmm. I was so big they picked up like two heartbeats. They called me Mike because I was miniature. See, Mikey, little Mikey. M miniature. Yeah. I get it. I understand the whole yeah. damn thing. No question about it. But uh, Marky Marrow is still the biggest one that I've ever heard of. He was a friend of mine when I was a kid. Grew to be about 6'4", probably, about 220. Big guy. Yeah. When he was born, he weighed 13.3 pounds. Holy, that's almost twice. 13. That's almost twice the amount of go-go. Natural childbirth, too, by the way. Wow. Natural childbirth. Holy buckets. He was a big baby. It's no wonder so many women have this horrible depression after they give birth. Yeah, you would think. Having to spit that out, that's got to be kind of a bitch, Mm -hmm. I would imagine. My mom got ahead of the uh, curve, and she just, you know, she just started being depressed when she was a kid, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, and she uh, thought maybe a kid would help that out. <laughs> Although, of course, on her deathbed, she did say that she was. Oh. Her depression came came because she gave birth to me. To you, I, I know that. She story. really did say that. Oh, I know, she did. She absolutely did. You can say almost that. wear that as a badge of honor. That of out of all the things, she goes back to you, Mike. I, you know, I mean, if that's not if that is not the humor of my culture, right? It just it just defines it. That's true. There's no getting around that. I didn't know Jews were humorous. What do you mean? Well, you know, a few of them made it. Didn't... Who ever heard of it? And then you got these other guys, you know. Uh, I'm not naming any names. <clears throat> Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Diminutive Catholic dudes? Yeah, it's just, it's not right. I would give anything to be a Jew. Oh, <laughs> I would. 
You, you can't. You can. It's yeah, well, right. not, yeah. not, but I don't want to work for I was it. I'm say, just saying. You don't seem like the studious no, type. No, I'm. A, I'm more of a. I'm just going to start claiming that I'm this. I mean, when I was 13, I thought I was a rapper for about two years. Oh, so. there you go. Oh, the rapper yeah. phase. There you yeah. Go. yeah. Mm-hmm. Stand-up comedians are not excited about the idea of continued education. I remember I was talking with Brian Miller. We were uh, doing stuff together, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to go back to school for nursing." He goes, "Why would at this age? Why would you?" ever go back to college. He was so upset. <laughs> he was heartbroken, the idea that I was going to, like, continue an education. It was, why would he care about that? He just was just, he just, why would you take, put that, oh, God, what? why would you pay money to go back? You know, you can learn all this stuff. I go, yeah, but if I want to go into nursing, I have to have a degree. Oh, I don't know about that. He was just completely yeah. disgusted. I, I would, you know, I'd, I'd be a lot more comfortable if the nurse, like, knew something about what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. That'd be a good thing. So, uh, so uh, candy, have you ever inserted a, 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 a tube before into someone's body? No, but, you know, I, uh, I saw a video. I watched mm-hmm. some YouTube videos on it. Yeah, so it's, it should be fine. What do you think the world record is for the longest and the heaviest baby? I have no idea. To the Google. I don't know, but I got to a lot Google, of emails man. from uh, women. I got... Uh, Sarah wrote in, I had three C-sections, easy peasy. I'm short, and the day after I got home, I climbed up on the cupboard to reach items on the top shelf. Uh, Stacy wrote in, she said her, her son was 13 pounds, two ounces, and he's Woo! now 24 and 6'4". There you go. And uh, De- uh, Dennis wrote in saying that, tell Tom he was a twin, but he most likely ate his sibling in the womb. Dennis from Shock. That's what they mm-hmm. claim. He's not the first person to tell me that. Yeah. I could see that. That I may have consumed my twin brother. I feel it every day that you're trying to just. <laughs> I absorbed him. I could see that. Wasn't there a story about that in the New Testament? I think so. I'm not sure. I've it never read the Bible. sounds sort of biblical, doesn't it? You know, I've never read the Bible. I wonder if I should read it. Is it interesting? Nah, if you haven't gotten around to it now, yeah. spoiler alert. It doesn't go well for most. <laughs> yeah, probably true. Probably well, true. this is the thing that always puzzles me about about the, the Orthodox Jews, really Jews in, in general, but now mostly more the Orthodox Jews is, you know, it's, the Torah is the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, the Torah is, is the first five books of the Old Testament. Yeah. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Again, Numbers. Again, not an upper. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and so they spend the entire year reading the Torah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. Then they just go back and again. start all over they again. They do. Yep. It's like five chapters of a, of, a, of a short book. I don't get it. Yeah. And don't you think maybe at some point you might think, you know, maybe we're overthinking this thing a little. Yeah. Uh, real quick, do you guys want to take guesses on biggest babies? I'm going to go 16.3 pounds okay. and 24. Five inches long. Okay. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go a little under. I'll do 24 and a half inches, and I'm gonna do 15 pounds. Okay, Mike. Uh, well, obviously, as, as a gambler, all I can do is, is go with 16.4 pounds. I love sure. it. Uh, well, if this was The Price is Right, Mike would win. Uh, there's two different records. The biggest baby ever born, 23 pounds, oh. 9 ounces. Holy That's Christ. what Go-Go weighs right now. Yeah, uh, 30 inches long. Unfortunately, that baby only survived for 11 hours. There you go. The longest, or the, the biggest baby to have lived was 22 pounds, 8 ounces. Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
How did you open the cavern that oh, much? Lordy. How long gestation? Did it say how long? Does it? I wonder if it was forty weeks or longer. Doesn't give that. So that would be a great uh, a great uh, substitute for birth control. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah. either of them ever wanting to have sex again mm, after that. Probably true. Yeah. We need to take a break. Be right back. We'll got that final segment coming up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Corey Wisco of the Wellshire. We're so grateful for uh, their support and, and just the fact that they truly believe in what we do. They, they took the time to get to know us. Uh, they have faith in what we do, and it's just been a great partnership that's just uh, always been based on success. They've always had our back every step of the way. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com. That's nabanco.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new Forest River RV Rockwood Rue, 19 expandable trailer, of course, that he hauls from Nemo. Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko Newmarket, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, full bath, exterior griddle, double door refrigerator, queen beds, and sleeps six every night in the RV Rockwood from the place that is your family-owned guide to RV trailers and truck accessories since 1965. This is Tom. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S. Dot com Niemeyer Trailer Sales. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. If you've never been in an auto accident, it's hard to know what to expect from the insurance adjuster. Here are some tips. One, if they talk to you about whether or not you should hire a lawyer, it's a good sign that you probably should. Two, it's illegal for them to give you any legal advice. They aren't lawyers and they aren't licensed to practice law. Three, if they tell you that everyone involved in the accident is at fault, they're wrong. This comes from the belief that you're at fault for just being on the road. That's nonsense and not supported by any law. Finally, remember that friendly adjusters are often just gaining information. They want you to do most of the talking so they can file their report. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I was singing along with that jingle. Don't ever cut it off again. I was having fun. <laughs> I don't bring Finally, me Finally, he was in a good mood. I was. I worked myself into a frenzy of a good mood. Nine minutes left in the show, and you've got to, I guess you have a whole other show to do after. I do indeed. But then I don't have anything the rest of the day. At 11.20 today, I'll be off for the rest of the day. First time it's happened in about three months. Your schedule was pretty bananas yesterday, so oh, I guess God, we'll give insane, you half yeah. the day off. All right, I'll just head home to it right now then. See you later. Everything is good. Yeah, I don't think it works like that. Okay, Mike, we're going to throw this at you. The most annoying things about sharing a bed. Like, Any ideas? I'll... I would say it's being with another human being. Okay, well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Mm. So you say the worst thing about being in bed, most annoying thing about sharing a bed is being the fact that you're sharing a bed. Right, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, sleeping in separate beds may be making a comeback. It's something, uh, well, again, during the work week, I never sleep with Catherine because she goes to bed much later than I do, and I get up much earlier than she does, so it just doesn't work. Okay, so then during the weekends, you guys are like, let's sleep in the same bed together? No, we don't I, do that anymore. I was going to say, because I no. feel like I, if that was us, and I mean this in the most human way, I'd be like, things are set up. Let's just continue. No, I think it's exactly what it yeah. is, and we, we live our lives. and you Yeah. Know, so we're in bed together about, you know. Two minutes a month. <laughs> that's, that's very wow. generous of you, sir. Oh, are you lucky? Boy, that's a lot of time in the sack, uh, man. There's a marathon over there. Yeah, let's face it, sleeping in the same bed, it's its overrated. It is overrated. You're right about that. Well, at first, when you're deeply in love, it's very, very important, sure. and I understand you got to snuggle and all that stuff. Indeed. Yeah. Sleeping in separate beds may be making a comeback. It's something a lot of couples did back in the 50s and 60s. Now a new poll found half the couples today would be open to the idea if it helped them sleep better. If any of these things are an issue, it might help. 2,000 people named the most annoying things about sharing a bed with someone. Let's see if you agree with the top five. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, ready? Yep. Number five is... When they've got lights on and you're trying to sleep. Well, of course. I, yeah, if you've got lights on, no, it's not going to work. Uh, I have this problem much more than Catherine does because she does not snore. When people won't stop snoring. Apparently, I do snore, and I, didn't even, I don't know that because right. I'm asleep. Yeah. But Catherine tells me I do. She does not. Uh, yeah, when we don't have a TV in either uh, any of We have three bed, a three-bedroom joint, mm -hmm. and we don't have a TV in any of them. Yeah, we don't either. Yeah. But that was a big deal, like in the '60s and '70s, to have a TV in your bedroom. Boy, that was a very big deal. I have an aunt and uncle that have two giant TVs in, yeah. uh, in front of their beds, yep. and they have headphones, like the ones that we wear—the big over-the-ears headphones—and so they can both watch their own shows. <laughs> their own shows. I Jesus. was like, I, when I was younger, I was like, "That is the fanciest thing," and now I go, "That is bleak." That's that bleak. Is so sad. I agree. Well, you know, and, and the thing is, you don't need a TV anymore. You just look down at your device. Yeah, well, that's what everybody else does. You're right about that. When they fall asleep with the TV on, number two is when they're tossing and turning wakes you up. Well, I can't imagine that. I do a lot of that. My, I know. I toss yeah. and turn all damn night. I still do to this day, even when I sleep by myself most of the time. I Well, Catherine and I really, I guess we're on vacation. We sleep together. That's about the only time we do sleep in the same bed now. Because mm -hmm. you check into a hotel. Unless you'd have to get your own room, I suppose. Yeah. And then finally it says when they steal the covers. Oh, well, of course. How do you steal covers? Well, because you, got you just kind of keep tugging them, you know. Well, keep pulling them over yeah. as you sleep. Here's the problem I have. The, the, the negative part about sleeping by yourself mm -hmm. is that you tend to think about sex a lot. Yeah, that's probably true. You don't have that problem if you're sleeping with, with your wife. You got to get busy cuffing the or carrot. Or spouse, I should the, say spouse. The spouse, that's, that's yes. What I meant to say. Much better, Mike. You're 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 just not including a lot of people. You're Way to go. Waking no. up. Well, I just that was my solipsistic, uh, solipsistic tendency. I love that. That's all I have to tell you, Buster. Is I love that. No I I think Justin would be more likely to sleeping in separate beds. I like sleeping in a bed with him, but we also have gotten to a point we've been. We've really we got the posturpedic beds. So you feel nothing when one of us gets up or goes to sleep, and then I switch to Kindle, my Kindle, so I don't bug him while I read before mm -hmm. I go to bed. And then he does, you know. I'm a Kindle guy at night. Yeah, I think that's nice because you don't have to have the lamp on. But um, I I see the appeal, but I still am in in that point of going. I like sleeping with Justin at at this moment, but I change my mind daily. So. 
I understand. I just saw this headline. I have no idea what the hell it's all about, but I, I, I often wonder, how much money would you have to have to do this? There's a picture of Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Now, apparently, they're not married again, are they? They're just back they are. together? No, they're married. Oh, they got married again. Yep. Okay. Did you see the house they bought? I uh, know. $61 million. Why would you ever spend $61 million on a house? I don't care if you're a billionaire. Why would you do that? You know, how, how does a house be, get, become worth that much? That's what I'm wondering. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It says, uh, when nature calls, what the hell? What? I don't understand where that comes from. When nature calls, it's good to know your new home at their home. Two people live in this home. It has 24 bathrooms. Uh, you know, I feel bad for J-Lo because you can just imagine, you know, Ben's off to work and then she's there cleaning the 24 bathrooms. Yes, exactly. I know. That's not right. It's not right. Um, they don't have any. I thought they had some small kiddos with them. Or do they know? Uh, we're not sure if that feature is what ultimately sold Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck on their new $61 million mansion. But it's the one uh, the, Daily, uh, the Daily Mail homes in on in all the caps on his description of the residents in the Wallingford Estates neighborhood of Beverly Hills. The Wall Street Journal first reported on the uh, power couple's latest acquisition. The house is 38,000 square feet. <laughs> well, that should be enough, yeah. Should be. Sets on five acres, 12 bedrooms, room for a dozen cars in the garage, an entire sports complex, complete with gym, boxing ring, and basketball and pickleball courts. Of course. I, so that's... The only reason you'd buy a house like that is to show it off to everybody well, else, right? Well, just imagine the, the grandiosity yeah. that, that requires you to have something like that. I agree. I, there is no way, I don't give a rat's ass how much money I had, I would ever buy a house for $61 million. Unless you were with somebody that you genuinely don't like. Yeah, stay away from them. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And Good I think, point. I don't think Affleck likes J-Lo all that much. You see those That's two weird. out. Yeah. There's a lot of photos of them when like, one of them looks angry or like <laughs> they'll be at a basketball game and she'll lean in and say something. And then the look on her face, she kind of has like a sour puss on her mouth and then she moves over and then Affleck looks annoyed. And they look like they <laughs> are know. two people that should not be married. You know... I think he does not like those events at all. Yeah. And I have a husband who's like that that would probably be fine just never going to any events and, and would be very happy with that. Um, and I think he just really lets it show. Like, I think mm -hmm. he is Mr. I'd rather be home. He doesn't want to go to the Oscars. He doesn't want to go to the Grammys. And I think every time they go out, it's kind of like, can we come home? Can we go home? Yeah. But the, the great thing, now, imagine you're, you're Ben Affleck and you know, you're not – you're not thrilled with the marriage, but you you know you just hire a couple more nannies. Yeah, well, that's exactly that's true. right. That's mm true. -hmm. That's the way it works. If I bought a house for sixty-one million, I wouldn't have that much left over for groceries. Oh, it'd be that'd be nerve. That would be mm -hmm. nerve-wracking to have to budget after that. Oh my God, <laughs> we got to close with this one because it's getting worse by the day. Uh -oh. This is getting so embarrassing to be alive right now. <laughs> it just is. Chick-fil-A is under fire, and you know why they're under fire? Why? Probably because they're, they're becoming centrists. That's exactly the case. 
Critics learn the chain has an exec in charge of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Oh, boy. They're big time under fire from the far right. <laughs> Between the far right and the far left, could you just destroy the entire country? Yeah, could you do that? We're working on it, Tom. Honest to God. It doesn't happen it's overnight. A, it's a chicken sandwich. I know. Well, Why do you care? Well, there, this is, this is uh, what well, we've talked about. It's the, it's, you know, the politicization. I of can't say that. everything of, of everything, and now it's even your what you eat. Don't politicize my goddamn food. A chicken sandwich. <laughs> it's now. exhausting when you start getting too involved in that, and you go, "Do I have to Google everything? Like before I get gas, yeah. should I look? Oh, yeah. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I just want to no. like eat and buy things and pick quality items and live my life. And I, I can't I can't even have a Burger King hamburger anymore because I'm against monarchy. Oh, I just, the king. You don't need that no, king bullshit. That. That's You're not absolutely for me. Right. And you were eating so many of them prior oh, to that. Yeah, it was nonstop. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, and, and my hatred for big hats, you know, makes me I can't eat at Arby's now because Sorry. of it. Big hat. Son of a bitch. I feel bad for you. <laughs> and the thing is, uh, like I, I went to Burger King and I, and I said, you know, I can have it my way. So I just said, uh, take everything out except the pickle. There you go. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this on in closing. I don't really give a rat's ass about uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. That's what you want to do good for you. I'm here for the chicken sandwich. Yeah. Who cares? Try not to treat people like shit, That'd be great and we'd all the, live a lot better. be great on the tombstone. He was here for the chicken sandwich. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with no, that. No, nothing wrong. I mean, all of this stuff we're fighting over, all these little things now it's like shut up they're for not Christ real yeah. they're just not real i agree were the chickens treated ethically though that's yeah, what were I they mm-hmm. <laughs> did you give them a name they... well you know i i did do a remote once from the uh, the the turkey farm i don't know if you remember that i do remember the turkey that. farm it was yep. out in uh it was like delano i think i believe and uh um I can tell you this much: the, these turkeys were not treated ethically. I don't I no. can't it. I get sad. Me. I get weirdly sad about this stuff. <laughs> I, yeah. Let's I, go I, have a turkey sandwich. I right remember now. I, I, I said to the guy, uh, "So, um, you know, it's getting a little crowded in there. I can see, but um, is it okay that the turkeys are eating a dead turkey?" And Ooh. and he said, uh, "Just pretend you didn't see that." So what? Okay, I, I never even stop. heard of that. Well, it's what was happening. Jesus. I, there was a dead turkey in there, and uh, they, you know, I mean, when you see a dead turkey, what are you thinking? You're thinking about the trimmings, right? Mm, yeah. You're thinking True. about basting it. So yeah. why should the turkeys be any different? I guess. You're right. When you're right, you're right. All right. That's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. we got to go. i got to go get pissed off about something I don't want to even be involved in. What do you think? He'll be back with the family in 15 minutes. You got oh, it, boy. homie.